Milo Vonnen, and welcome to 10CBF, a podcast for blended families. I'm your host, Joel W. Hallbaker, and I'm thankful that you're here. Each week on the show, I'll be bringing you expert interviews to encourage and inspire your blended family, along with some special episodes thrown in from time to time. If you like what you hear, please leave a rating review on iTunes or whatever platform you use. In the meantime, be ready to listen, laugh, and learn, and maybe even take a few notes. Ready for this week's interview? Then let's jump in. Milo Vaughn, and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of 10CBF, a podcast for blended families. I'm your host, Joel Hallbaker, and I'm really, really excited to be here with you today because our guest is Carolee Katsambanis. Carolee is an accomplished Australian TV commentator, author, journalist, columnist, and media trainer. She has worked across Australia's mainstream TV, radio, newspapers, magazines, and online for the past 25 years. She's a mother of three children and stepmother of two young adults. Her book, Step Parenting with Purpose, Everything You Wanted to Know But Were Too Afraid to Ask, provides invaluable insights and advice to those beginning or already on their step parenting journey. Carolee, it has been an adventure getting you on the show, and I'm so thankful we were able to make it work. Thank you very much, Joel, and hello to all your listeners. What a wonderful person you are. I think your podcast is terrific. Thank you very much. I'm excited to have you here. Interestingly, you are not the first Australian guest that we've had this season. <laughs> Uh, and so that's kind of, I don't, I'm not sure what the statistics about that would be. But, so uh, you don't need to ask me if we have kangaroos jumping down the main street. So <laughs> I, I, ga- I gather you've covered that with your first Aussie guest. We, we talked about a few things. Um, actually, <laughs> I'm really curious what a didgeridoo is, mostly because I like the uh, uh, Despicable Me movies. And I know that term comes up and I have no idea what it means. So a didgeridoo, so we have First Nations, Aboriginal Indigenous people. It is a musical instrument. It is sort of like, if you can imagine, I'm probably not doing a very good description of it, but do you know what a hockey stick looks like? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if you imagine a hockey stick probably five times the size of it, Mm -hmm. they blow through it. It takes tremendous breath control wow. and it is their very first musical instrument. Huh. And I'm sure I'm sure your listeners may have seen Crocodile Dundee. I think there's mm-hmm. a didgeridoo played in that. But, yes, it's Got an it. Indigenous Australian musical instrument. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. See, and now I have learned something new. <laughs> That's okay. That is fantastic. Well, Carolee, thank you again for coming on the show. And I know I read your Pleasure. bio, um, but will you – Give our listeners a little bit more uh, insight into your background and experience with step families and blended families, both personally and professionally. Yeah, look, I'd love to. I'll try and keep right on track. So I was 32 years old, single, mm-hmm. career woman, television reporter, newsreader, doing all that stuff here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever imagine I'd meet anyone that was divorced, let alone divorced with one child, but two children. And it came out of the blue and it sounds pretty, what's the word, corny, as we'd say in Australia (laughs) to say, but you can't help who you fall in love with. And when I met my husband, I didn't know that he was divorced with two children, but I just knew that we would get married. I just knew Mm. it straight away. We were set up on a blind date, but I just knew it. Wasn't looking for it. I was the girl that went to everybody's weddings and did Mm. all this and did all that, had loads of friends and never in my wildest dreams did I think that it would happen to me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think that's uh, something that happens to a number of people. And I, I like to think that, um, you know, 
it sounds weird. I'm not into sort of, you know, namby-pamby universe and crystals and things, but I actually do think that the universe probably chooses you as a step-parent rather than you actually choosing step-parenting. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. It is tough. So when I met my husband, his Mm -hmm. children were 10 and 12. Okay. And we met and it was a little bit of a shock, but your listeners will probably, what's the word, fall on the floor or stop and go back on your recording when I say this. So I wrote my book. We've been together 17 years. Mm. I launched my book a year and a bit ago with all the COVID. There was a little bit of an upheaval. But essentially, in 17 years, mm-hmm. I have never met, spoken to, or had any communication with my husband's ex-wife. And we lived just a couple of kilometres away. Wow. Now, let me be very, very clear on this. This is the reason why I wrote the book mm-hmm. and why I waited 15 years mm-hmm. to be able to, to, so that I was writing it from what I call a retrospective viewpoint mm-hmm. rather than going through it. Okay. Now, initially, I held out the olive branch. I wanted to meet her. Don't forget, I wasn't a mum. Right. And so, you know, you hear the stories of Cinderella and the wicked step, wicked stepmother and wicked. Mm-hmm. All I wanted to do was to ask her what she expected of me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to assure her that I didn't want to be the mum to her children. I didn't want to replace her. Right. But what I did want is I wanted some really good working ground rules mm-hmm. so that you know, if I expected the kids to make the bed every morning when they came over, but she didn't do that in her house. I wasn't going to make them do that. I mm. wanted to sort of fit in with her rules because she'd already been a mum for a dozen years. Right. Sadly, that didn't happen. Mm. So I had to figure it out myself. Now, I draw on my background as a reporter mm-hmm. in being able to be objective and see both sides. But from word go, I did say to my husband, there's a book in this mm. because there's a right way to behave mm-hmm. and a wrong way to behave. But the most important people are the stepchildren. I say, let me let me refrain that. When I say the most important people, you don't get all walked over. But the thing is, I firmly believe that if stepchildren do not see a good working relationship between their parents and then their parents' new partners, then the chances are they're going to be forming the next generation of step parents mm-hmm. and they're going to be replicating dysfunctional relationships that really don't work right now the thing is breakups happen for all different reasons Mm -hmm. people have affairs people die whatever happens but at the end of the day what I've learned on my journey in 17 years is that ironically it's the step parent that seems to be acting a lot more properly than an actual parent because I believe that when a relationship breaks down There's blame on both sides. Mm -hmm. Whether both parties want to accept it or not is irrelevant. Not one person is responsible for the breakup. There's a reason, right? Whether a man or a woman has an affair because they're not getting up attention at home, et cetera. If they do that and they move on and they go, they're gone, right? Why, Why would the person want to stay with someone with someone like that? But I'm very much someone where you've got to keep looking forward. Mm-hmm. You can't keep looking back and you cannot use the children as emotional pawns. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite cut and dried when I say this, but if you're a biological parent mm-hmm. and you have split with your partner for whatever reason, 
And they've met someone who is willing to accept your children and to want to try and be the best step parent that they can be. Because most parents just want to be a really positive influence in that that child's life. If they've met someone who's willing to accept your children as well, you should actually be very thankful and very lucky, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's plenty of people out there that want to play what I call Machiavellian games <laughs> and create all kinds of hassle. But they're people with their own issues to deal with. Right. The normal run-of-the-mill people, right, do it. Now, for me, I didn't have children. I didn't have any reference point. And the problem here in Australia is there really weren't many books on the market to right. tell you what to do. A lot of, you know, people, they've, they've divorced or they've separated, they've got children of their own and they get together. Very few people, you know, you're suddenly thrown into that role. So you try and do the best that you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is you can only control what you say and do. Mm-hmm. So typical custody arrangements in Australia can be one week on, one week off, every alternate fortnight, 50-50 holidays, proper child support is paid. But the problem is if you're, you know, if you're seeing the children every fortnight or, you know, every 10 days or so, um, you can only control what is said in your house. Mm-hmm. If you've got a high conflict biological mum that is always bitching about the stepmom or the stepdad or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you're behind the eight ball. And every right. 10 days you're having to work on those steps again and replicate and do things. And it's exhausting. And really it, it's, you know, I always say to people that, you know, if you break up in a relationship, you've got every right to feel bitter and to feel angry. And if your husband's had an affair with the secretary and left you for the blonde, long-legged woman with big boobs that's 10 years younger than you, well, they've done that. You can't undo that. But what happens is that's what your girlfriends are for, to have a good bitch about. You don't do it to the children Mm -hmm. because you know what? That woman might have only been told one side of the story. Yeah. She might, it, it's, she, the guy might have said, I'm just using the guy woman thing because I'm a woman, but the guy <laughs> might have said, yeah, I've been separated from my wife for two years. Now he might be lying. Well, mm. she doesn't know that. You can only right. go with what you've got, but it's very awkward because I've had a lot of people that often say that, you know, what happens is the step parent, the step mum, they'll try and find an activity to do with the child. Now, you know, I've had friends of mine that, you know, they haven't wanted to go shopping because they haven't wanted to buy more than the mum would buy and they haven't wanted to do a sport thing because the mum does that. Right. And I had a girlfriend of mine that cooked and the the mum didn't cook and she made all these muffins and banana breads and stuff and she gave it to the little girl to take back after the custody weekend. And the mum said to go, oh, that's lovely. What bakery did you get them from? And the, the little girl said, oh, I made it with whatever it was, yeah. Sarah. Mm-hmm. And the mum goes, what? And into the bin they go. Now, what that mum doesn't realise is Sarah's trying to build a bond with her daughter, right? She's not overstepping the mark. But in Sarah's mind, she's a child. She's not a parent. And all she thinks is, hang on a second, mum's just thrown all the stuff I've done with Sarah in the bin. Why? If the little girl had done something with mum's best friend, the same thing, there wouldn't be that. Right. So... It just get it gets very difficult, and you know they say you know hell hath hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, but mm-hmm. you really see the little horns of the devil thing come out. And the thing is, the step parent isn't the one traditionally that is bitching about 
the biological parent. They're just trying to navigate through a sea of difficulty mm -hmm. to try and make the best environment that they can for their kids. Yeah, it's definitely a, a tough situation. And I think you're exactly right. You hit on a number of important points there. Listeners, make sure you pay attention to what she said about how, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, how difficult it can be for step parents to just try to navigate. And in the middle of that, trying to navigate, trying to build bonds with the kids without also overstepping or even if that overstepping is only in the mind of the biological parent because what you did may be completely innocent and may be completely fine but the, but but the biological parent just takes it in the wrong way um, and that can be uh, that can be problematic I know we've seen some of that in our world as well at different times yeah and Joel I was going to say just to sort of sum it all out because I've got a little bit off track but not really off track I, I've got top um three top tips mm -hmm. that I always give um for a parent, you know, who, who's got a step parent in their family dynamic. And the first thing I always say is your ex is your ex. They're not your child's ex. Mm. And then I always repeat it. And I say, your ex is your ex. It's not your child's ex. Your ex is either your child's mum or your dad. The second tip that I give for everyone to remember, both the biological parent and the step parent, is step parenting is not a competition. Amen. It's not a competition. We, we're all trying to be on the same side of these kids. And the third tip that I always give is I just say, you cannot change what you don't acknowledge. Mm, and good. by that you can't move forward right so we've got your ex is your ex it's not your child's ex step parenting is not a competition and you cannot change what you don't acknowledge so for example if the biological mum goes you know what yeah I do hate my ex he left me for his secretary he's 15 years younger big boobs two sizes less than me legs up to legs up to her armpits and I'm jealous. Well, you know what? You're quite entitled to feel that way. You've actually acknowledged it. Now, what can you change? Well, you can now change your mindset and think, you know what? Do I really want to be with a guy like that anyway? Because history <laughs> will repeat itself and I'll probably leave that woman in another 10 years time. I've got my kids out of my relationship. This woman is going to be in my kid's life. I've got to go and meet her and just set some ground rules and just find out what she wants, right? Or, or whatever you want to do. Um, mm. And by that way, if you acknowledge, yeah, I am threatened by the blonde-headed woman or whatever, you acknowledge it, then you can move forward. But the thing is, as I said, we, we're 17 down, years down the track. Right. All right, we have three children of our own. They're going to be 14, 13, and 11 this year. Nice. But thank you. But my stepkids are now 27 and uh, 28 and 27 Okay. And I've, I've been in their lives since they were 10. Now, I've seen some of the damage that has been done. I've never badmouthed their mum. I've never said a word. Have I wanted to? Of course I have. I'm human. But I have just <laughs> visioned my tongue and thought. I've got to lead by example. I have to lead by example. I, it took me at least a year to work out that I can only control what I do and say in my right. house. I've got no control over what the over what the ex may do. And that was brought home to me when my stepson was 25. And one day he just said, 
I know that you've always done your best. Mm. And I know that you've never bad mouthed my mom. And the thing is, you've got to be patient as a step parent. At the same time, you know, you've also got to speak up to your partner because it depends what age, what age you meet them. I mean, don't forget there's a lot of de- there's a lot of people out there um, that that do use the kids as emotional blackmail pawns Mm -hmm. and I know that a lot of women complain you know they'll say oh I tell my you know my new husband he's you know he's being walked over by the ex etc and we've all been there we've all felt like that but what we haven't felt is the man might have lost his marriage and relationship he doesn't want to lose his kids right and we all know that it can be quite a vindictive thing with breakups and we don't know what it's like to have seen our kids all day, every day, and suddenly through a divorce or a separation, the man only gets to see his kid once in a while mm-hmm. or the ex-wife moves into state with a new partner and you don't know what. So mm-hmm. communication is always a really big key. And, and, you know, the older you get and the longer that you're in a step-parenting situation, you just try and work through it. Mm-hmm. Our situation is still not perfect. Right. Um, and I, I mean this quite sincerely. Sincerely, I have a great relationship with my stepson, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, I don't have the best relationship with my stepdaughter at all. Not through my lack of trying. You've got to remember they're different characters, different personalities, but I respect, I still respect her. Mm-hmm. And let's see what happens in the future. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, they may never be ready for a step parent to be in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, we all might be gun ho wanting to become that step parent, right. but they may not be ready. Um, and you know what? I don't really think it matters what age the child is, really. I mean, I've had friends of mine in their 60s that have got divorced and their partner's kids are in their mid-30s. And my goodness, they act like they're three-year-olds. So yeah. I think it's an emotive, an emotive topic for anyone at any age, but you can only be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one we've talked about on a couple of different episodes where uh, the age of the kids when the parents split up and the age of the kids when either or both parents remarry affects those relationships but the thing is and i tell this to all of the people that i work with when i'm doing presentations on stages and seminars and stuff um it doesn't it it matters what age they are but it also doesn't in the sense that as soon as you think you've got it figured out the kids are a year older and so the issues change and so just as soon as you think you've got it done so like you you said your um your stepkids were 10 and 12 when you got together Okay, good. Well, just when you had 10 and 12 sorted out, now all of a sudden they're 11 and 13 and good grief, that's a different place in life, Yes. right? And just when you think you've got that handled, now you turn around and they're 15 and 13, you think, oh my word, this is a different set of kids, right? Because they're just, as they grow up, they change and it's just, it's difficult. So step parents, I want to encourage you. Um, uh, I love what uh, what Carolee mentioned here. Uh, Then you said, this is your husband that said this to you. I know that you've always done your best. Right. Yeah. That's incredibly uh, powerful because I, so I'm not a step parent. My listeners know um, I give step parents all the credit in the world because you are asked to do everything and you're guaranteed none of the benefits, right? You get all the crap stuff. You get none of the benefits guaranteed to you. And that's not a gig I would have signed up for. So, uh, you know, I just, I'm, I'm impressed with what step parents do. And I'm glad that there are people who are encouraging and recognizing that. 
Well, as I say, um, I, I really do believe that step parenting chooses you, that life determines that path for you. No one in their right mind grows up dreaming of becoming a step parent. Right. Um, yeah. And I have to say to you that today, um, it's uh, I, I think in America, it's the same, isn't it? It's Mother's Day today, isn't it? It is. Now, the day we're recording example, this is, yeah, it's Mother's Day morning. Which is lovely. So I will say to you that I, every year I've always had a beautiful text or phone call from my stepson. Mm-hmm. Um, my stepdaughter, no, but I, you know, I've written things in the past about managing expectations and mm-hmm. I spoke at a seminar a couple of years ago and I said you know uh, I wasted the first few years when my kids were born because mm-hmm. when Mother's Day came around I was so worried would I would I not get a call or a text from my stepkids mm-hmm. until a friend of mine said hang on a second they're with their mum all the day and they said this is quite hurtful to say mm-hmm. you're doing the mothering role but you're not their mother right you haven't adopted them that they haven't been bereaved or anything and I must admit that took me a couple of years a few years to really work out um and now it is what it is one Mm -hmm. thing I also wanted to say Joel that I'm sure a lot of your listeners are aware of um you've got to be consistent Mm -hmm. with your stepkids and also your own kids um because it does show off it shows later in life as I said my stepson where he lives interstate at the moment he once said um, wow, you, you get you get Andrew as our little boy, you get him to hang up his towels off the bathroom floor too. And I said, of course. And he said, I remember you always telling me that. And I remember <laughs> you leaving my towel on the floor one day, just like you've done today for Andrew, so that he learns never to do it again. And I went, yeah. yeah. I said, kids are kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, the bond that you have with your stepkids, it's not the same as your biological kids. It's not. But you have a bond with them because mm-hmm. you value and you respect them. Mm-hmm. And I often say to people from my experience, you don't have to love your stepkids like you do your own biological kids. It doesn't make you a bad person. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not thinking about putting them in a cupboard, feeding <laughs> them bread and water, feeding them black and blue, it doesn't. And I think that there's yeah. an awful lot of pressure yes. put on step parents by their partners, by well-meaning counsellors, psychologists mm-hmm. saying, oh, you've got to all love them together. Right. The bond may or may never happen. Right. And it may always be awkward because you don't know what their experience is or what they've been fed from the other side of the family. Yeah. But all you can be is you and try and be as consistent as you can be. And I can honestly say, hand on my heart, I'm doing exactly the same with my kids <laughs> as I did with my stepkids because they think it's quite funny now, my kids oh, our brother and sister were this age when you mm-hmm. met dad. And I went, yes. And it's just whizzed by like this. I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It does. That's excellent. Well, I love hearing some of those, um, the different stories and you're exactly right. One of the, one of the joys of parenting is when one of your older kids sees you doing something with one of your younger yeah. kids that you did with them and it, and it finally clicks and you're like, yes, yeah. there's a reason we did this. And that's why we're going to keep doing this. And um, so I love that you're able to have that experience. Now, um, we've mentioned a couple of these things um, in terms of some of the challenges that you guys faced, uh, and you've given some excellent tips. I want to read those again that you mentioned earlier, <laughs> that just the three tips that you mentioned. Your ex is your ex, not your child's ex. Step parenting is not a competition, and you cannot change what you don't acknowledge. So listeners, make sure you pay attention to those things. Now, one of the things I also love to do on the show, because it's easy to find people who have had difficult experiences with their stepkids. It's not hard to find people who can go, oh, let me just tell you a story. And, and oh, a lot of them are negative, them. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've all got them. 
Um, but one of the things I love to do on this show is to also ask, what are some of the best blended family experiences or memories that you have that you'd care to share with our audience? You mentioned obviously getting really sweet texts or phone calls from your stepson yeah. on Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, but what are some of those other really positive step parenting stories or moments that you guys have had? Oh my goodness. Yes, it is, it is on the spot. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny that you should, for me, it, it, it's a collection. It's like a continuum as well. I guess, you know, when you meet somebody at a certain age and you still see them at that age, mm-hmm. I still remember when I first met my stepson mm-hmm. and I still remember that he was very upset about, you know, that his parents had got divorced, separated, mm-hmm. etc. And he's 28 now. And it's funny, I don't still see him as that, you know, as that, as that, you know, that, that 11 year old or 10 year old or whatever he was, but I just, that continuum. I think for me, I think one of the best experiences is the fact that they're two functioning contributing members of society. Mm -hmm. They haven't fallen off the wagon. They haven't got onto drugs and stuff like that. Um, They have listened to advice Mm -hmm. and I think one of the best things is, and they probably would never admit it, but I do actually think that it's right, is that their dad and I have been married now for longer than their mum and their dad were married. Mm. So they can see that there can be a happily ever after. Mm-hmm. I think that to me, that is that is one of the best experiences as well. Mm. Um it sounds weird to say, I could say to you, look, there was this moment where we went on this holiday and there was this right. moment with this sporting activity. But I actually think that it's now that they're, you know, they're, they're, they're late 20s and, you know, they've got, my stepson's got a partner of his own, mm-hmm. not marriage yet or anything. But I think that perhaps it's restored their faith that you can meet the one and mm. you can get married and, and, and life will turn out okay. I don't know. That's it, you've put me on the spot, <laughs> which, which <laughs> no, you're quite entitled to do because you're driving the ship, you're driving the podcast. <laughs> no, but I, I think, I think, I think that that's important. And I also mm-hmm. think the fact is that that they've seen that I've lived what I've said to them, mm-hmm. the advice that I've given them has been consistent. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that they see their dad and I still together and they've got brothers and sisters as well and they've always been treated the same. Mm-hmm. All right, here we are back after our internet interruption issues. Um, what we were talking about was these uh, positive interactions or positive experiences that you'd had, especially with your stepson and how, um, in addition to, like you mentioned, some of the, hey, we had a good trip or we enjoyed this sporting event or whatever. Um, it's also just, it, it's been great seeing them grow up, you said, into uh, productive and positive members of society and, and that sort of thing. Um, so I think that's uh, I think that's really really good. I think it's important for step parents to understand that one of the uh, one of the joys comes in the long term when you see them grow into the kind of person that you knew they could become. I think that's uh, I think that's encouraging to step parents as well. Um, now, yeah, before we got started on here, I sent you a, a copy of these Ten Commandments for Blended Families to look through. Um, having done that. Which of those do you see people struggling with the most, whether it was in your family or with other families that you know? And what kind of wisdom would you share with those people? Yes. Well, I think, Joel, your Ten Commandments, I think they're absolutely brilliant. I read them quite a few times and I thought, oh, my goodness, someone that definitely knows what's what's going on with everything. (laughs) Um, 
All right. So for me, I think <clears throat> the, the most important one um, that you say, what can one struggle with is number eight, mm-hmm. ask for help. Mm. Don't be afraid to ask for third party help. And I say this, and I touched on it briefly before, that for me, that the women that I've been around mm-hmm. that have come into step parenting, I think the pressure that is put on them by society, that people think you're going to have that instant bond with the right. stepchildren. And as you say, it depends on the ages. Mm-hmm. And I'm just speaking from the point of a woman. It, it, it is sort of applicable for a man if they're about to be a stepdad is you're made to feel guilty right? if you don't quite know how you feel or what you're meant to feel. Yeah. Um, and I think that being able to ask for help without being judged. Mm. I had a friend of mine when we lived in Melbourne who had spent $2,000 over, over a year mm. on a counsellor. And her biggest issue was she liked her stepchildren, mm-hmm. but she just didn't love them. Right. Um, she was made to feel very bad and she ended up oh. on a course of antidepressants. Mm. And it was quite funny because her husband um, came around, they were friends of ours, and we were sitting over the dinner table once and I said to her exactly what I said to you. I said, well, you know what? As long as you're not wanting to harm them, right. hurt them, lock them in a cupboard, beat them, right. deny things, be Machiavellian such as, you know, stealing their stuff or cutting off the internet or being silly about things. Um, yeah, that's pretty normal. Right. It's okay. Um, there's no, there's no, there's no manual. There's no rule book. Right. I said, um, how many parents now that I'm a parent can say, oh my gosh, the kids are driving me mad. I wish they'd just go away. I want to have time by myself. Right. Now, if a step parent says that it's shock horror, they're the yeah. worst person in the world. Right. When all it is, is that people don't realize that why you say, you know, um, ask for help. It probably boils down to the fact that the high conflict biological mum or dad is being absolutely dreadful and has been absolutely <laughs> dreadful for months and months. So they don't know what to do. Right. And they're, they're, in that, they're in that situation where they're thinking, I'm going to be judged. I'm going right. to be judged. And so then they decide not to go and ask for help. Yeah. And they muddle on and struggle on by themselves, making it worse. Their relationship with their husband or wife ends up suffering because then they feel that they really can't say what they want to say because they're going to be talking about their husband or wife's actual children. Mm-hmm. And so they say nothing, they store it in, they get unwell, they feel sick, they can lose weight, gain weight, whatever. When really, if people just said it as it was, you know what? As you said, being a step parent, do all of the hard work, you get none of the credit, right? Right. If people were just a little bit more honest, I think the world would be a lot better. And I also think, as I said, one of those points, I said you can't change what you what you don't acknowledge. Mm-hmm. If a lot more biological mums and dads out there admitted that they were playing psychological, emotionally blackmailing <laughs> games with their kids against the ex because the ex may have repartnered before them, the world would be better off. Right. It, it really would be because, you know, as I've said, nothing wrong with feeling jealous and stuff, but can keep that within and talk right. to your girlfriends don't take it out on the kids right so i think that that's that's one that, that is absolutely crucial and i love number 10 be consistent which i can actually put hand on my heart and say i have you mm-hmm. know if i say take your shoes off before coming inside the house 
that's a rule for everybody. I've always been consistent and I've always explained why to my stepkids. Mm. You know, um, I've occasionally said to them, as I said, I've had no contact with them. I've occasionally said, look, I think you better ask your mum about that one. Right. Um, you know, see what she says. You've got a mum, you've got a dad. I'm, I am um, honoured that you want my opinion, but I really think at the end of the day, you've got to ask your mum and your dad and leave it at that. So I think, as you say, being consistent is spot on as well. Don't try and buy your stepkids love. Right. Don't go and don't go and buy them the new Nike shirt or the Adidas <laughs> shirt because you've heard a whisper that the mum won't do it. You know, so you're right. going to to buy the love. No, nah, but they don't need that. There's enough material things in the world. They need to know that there's an adult in their life that is going to be truthful, respectful, mm-hmm. and value who they are as a person. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love what you mentioned there. Um, <laughs> Because that, that is, that's one that, that um, I hear a lot about from different people that I've worked with in terms of, well, we try to do things this way, but whether it's mom or dad, you know, they are, they're always, they want to spend more money and maybe it's because they have more money. Maybe it's just because that's the way that they choose to spend what money they do have, whatever. But that is one um, that can create conflict even unintentionally. And so yeah. that's worth having a conversation about if that's possible Absolutely. Uh, with, talk. with your ex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, as we start to, uh, to move toward the end of this year, what, is your, uh, what are some of your best pieces of advice or wisdom or tips or strategies that you've come across? I know you've mentioned your three tips uh, that, that you said earlier. Uh, what are some other strategies that you share with people or some of the things that you put in your book that are designed to help step parents? Well, those three tips are my Bible tips. Um, I'll repeat mm-hmm. them again, but you may, you may want to edit them out. So I just say, number one, always remember your ex is your ex, but is never your children's ex. So don't badmouth them. Number two, step parenting is not a competition. We should all be on the same side. And that's the side of the kids to be able to bring out the best in them mm-hmm. and make sure that they grow up as really contributing valuable and valued members of society with whichever path they want to go down and number three you can't change what you don't acknowledge Mm -hmm. and I think that if everyone just acknowledged you know whether someone's had an affair and they say look I did stuff up I know I hurt you and it didn't work for us but we've got two beautiful kids out of it I'm sorry that makes the world of difference to the other person. Mm-hmm. And subconsciously, it makes the world of difference because they're actually owning up to something. And by right. that, you can move forward because you can't, you can't move forward in life unless you acknowledge something, right? Right. Um, and I just think to me, they, they, are, they, they are the, you know, they're, they're the top tips. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess the only other one that I would say is I wouldn't want anyone to go through what I've gone through. <laughs> if you are listening to this, no, mm-hmm. when I say not going through, let me rephrase that. If you're listening to this and you're a mum and your ex has repartnered or remarried and you've got a, so, you know, kids have now got a stepmom and she wants to meet you, please meet them. Because I'll tell you what, at my stepson's graduation, high school graduation, my husband was there mm-hmm. sitting on opposite ends of a bench. Mm. Now, this is ridiculous because <laughs> full child support was paid. 50-50 custody, 50-50 holidays, all the right stuff. Mm-hmm. My stepson ended up coming like he won two prizes that night for the high school graduation. I can tell you to this day that he didn't take any of it in. 
because mm. he was more worried yeah. about mum and dad. And this was six or seven years after, yeah. we'd, after we'd got married. The stress that you will impart onto your kids by not actually sucking it in, going and meeting on a neutral ground and saying, okay, I'm worried that you're going to be the mum to my kids. I don't want you to be. And I'm worried that your rules are going to be too hard. Have that conversation and meet because you know what? 17 years has gone by. Mm. And people say to me, do you think you'll ever meet her? What if your stepkids get married, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I honestly have to say to you, I don't know. I don't, I, I just don't know. And I just think that I know that if situations were reversed and I was getting divorced from my husband with my kids, the same age as if we were getting divorced mm -hmm. and he remarried, I would be unhappy, mm -hmm. but I would go and meet the new woman in his life right. to, to not allow what's gone on before because yeah, I'm sure your mouth fell open and I'm sure your <laughs> listeners driving along have gone, what? Yeah, that's crazy. I can put my hat, I've never met. And there's wow. been no reason for it not to because she's actually remarried. Mm. It, it, and it doesn't give a good impression to the kids. So, yeah. you know, they've got to have, they've got to see, well, once they see mum and dad with the new partners being civil, mm -hmm. the weight yeah. is lifted off their shoulders, right? They think, okay, yeah, that's good. And you don't need to be best buddies with the right. stepmom. Right. You don't need to be best buddies. She doesn't need to be in your BFF circle. But you need to know that that woman is going to have an influence on your children's life yeah. and or man is going to have an influence, right? Yep. So, Absolutely. yeah. So yeah. I would just say, and look, my book, I say, you'll laugh at this. So as I said, when I read my book, one of my things is I just say, this is the book that I wish that I'd had when mm -hmm. I started my step parenting journey. It gives you a lot of, what's the word, tips and tricks, lots of questions mm -hmm. you have, but are too afraid to ask how to engage and manage the ex gives you insights into some challenging events, you know, mm -hmm. birthdays, Christmas, yep. what to do, blah, blah, all that type of thing. And um, it's been really well received. It's won a couple of awards and it's my story. It's, oh, thank you. It's my story. It's my journey. I always say I'm not a psychologist. I've done a psychology unit before. I'm not a psychologist, but I like to think, and the reception that I've had from people is I say it as it is. And I always say the best compliment that I get from anyone is when people will email or say to me now I don't feel alone mm, I yeah. just don't feel alone yeah. you went through it too or you went through that specific episode both men and women as well because I think that if you know that if someone else is, you don't feel like you're going crazy right right yep that's it right yeah and and with step families it is very easy to feel a bit out of control or like no one's ever been through this or whatever um so as, again, as we start to wrap up, tell us a little bit more about your book and where uh, people can find it. Okay, so my book. So because of COVID, I have a website that I know mm -hmm. Joel is going to put up. Absolutely. CarolieCatsonBarnas.com. Now, what I would say is because of my fantastic American, because I've got lots of friends and family over in America, I would say that I would love you to order it through my website, mm -hmm. but the cost of postage maybe something that you guys in America are not quite used to, but in Australia, we are <laughs> used to paying high postage. So yeah, that's true. It. That makes sense. 
It is. So I will say it is available on Amazon Mm -hmm. and Booktopia and Kindle and all those things there. But I'd be more than happy. I mean, I I think the the postage, it's probably about 15 US dollars Mm -hmm. to post it from Australia to America. And the reason for that cost is because of the COVID. Australia has only just opened up three months ago to the rest Mm. of the world. So we've been shut for a very, very long time. So because no planes were leaving, that's how our mail gets over there. So I would love it, but I have a website thing and people can email me through it as well. I'd love to autograph a copy or write a little note, but I do understand economics in this day and age. So, (laughs) you know, Amazon and Booktopia, there we go. Joel knows I'm on Instagram, very happy to be contacted through that, LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. Twitter, Facebook, drop me a line. there's only one of me, which is great, um, <laughs> a long name, but I, and I'm more than happy to help. And I hope one day I get to come and meet you and, um, and some people in person. I'd love that. Absolutely. We would love to have you guys over here. And uh, again, listeners, we will have all those links in the show notes. The, the website is carolykatsambanas.com. Uh, you can find her book there. Again, uh, the title of the book is Step Parenting with Purpose, right? Everything you want to know or afraid to ask. Make sure that you check that out. Again, we'll have her links to her social media in the um, in the show notes as well. Um, and Carolee, I and just jo- want to say thank you yeah. so much for coming on well, the show today. Well, Joel, the thing that I probably should have said more than anything is thank you to you. Um, what you're doing with the podcast, you're also making people not feel alone. Um, I feel, you know, COVID, the best thing about the COVID has been tapping into this fantastic, wonderful United States family you know step parenting family of everybody Mm -hmm. you have to remember in australia we've got 26 million people Mm. i think you've got 350 million something like Um, that yeah there's still a lot of step parent families and things there but what you're doing with your podcast um you're a lifeline to people all the time people can listen to it at any time they can pick up my book at any time but actually being able to connect and Mm -hmm. do it and make this happen Thank you to you for the fantastic service that you're doing. And um, just a little private joke between Joel and I, but I want to say to everybody, walk worthy. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, Carolee, it's been wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you again. Um, Listeners, make sure you connect with her again. She said Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Uh, Make sure you check out her website. Make sure you pick up a copy of her book, whether you order it from her or whether you uh, order it from Amazon or Booktopia. Um, Carolee, thank you again for coming on the show. And uh, hopefully we can chat again. And uh, when you and your husband are over this way, make sure you come down to Alabama. I will indeed. Thank you so much, Joel. Thank you. It's absolutely been my pleasure. Listeners, thank you again for listening. Make sure you uh, tune in to our next episode of uh, 10 CBF, a podcast for blended families. In the meantime, walk worthy. And Godspeed. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of 10CBF, a podcast for blended families. If you feel this was helpful, please subscribe and then like and share the interview. If you'd like to contact me directly, feel free to reach out through the show's website on Anchor or via social media. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and I'd love to hear from you. Last, if you'd like a free copy of any of my blended family resources, be sure to check out my website at stepdadding.com. In the meantime, walk worthy and Godspeed to you and your blended family.